You're getting ready to listen to Pastor Curtis Jones from Discover Church as we kick off our new series, It Is Written. Well, good morning, everyone. Oh, come on. You just celebrated New Year's. Come on. Good morning. It's good to see you. It is so wonderful to see all of your smiling faces that you made it into 2019 bright and cheery and excited. Uh, some of you actually made it till midnight. Others of you, you said it'll come when it comes, didn't you? Yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm just going to go to bed. Uh, I hope that you have had a wonderful time as you've celebrated Christmas and New Year's. Uh, I want to also thank you. If this is your very first time being with us here at Discover Church, I want to say welcome. It is wonderful to have you. Uh, uh, when you came in today, I hope uh, you got one of our worship guides as you came in. If this is your very first time, I just want to encourage you uh, on the inside of this, there is a connection card. We'd love if you could fill that out. You can put that in the offering at the end of service or give it to one of our Go Team members as you leave. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much for being with us. We even have a gift if you do that. And we'd love to, to just uh, say thank you again for starting your new year off with us here at Discover Church. Also, I want to let you know if you didn't get a worship guide and you want to make sure if you're one of our DC people, you say, ah, it's not got nothing new in it. Well, guess what? It's got something new in it for you today. We also have uh, our small groups uh, that we're announcing today that we're getting ready to kick off. In fact, the first one uh, for 302 Student Ministries kicks off tomorrow. So uh, that's going to be a great time. So make sure you get one of those. And you, of course, you can always go on the website and check it out there as well. But uh, how many of you are excited for a brand new year? Uh, maybe you were uh, sick of 2018 and now you got to figure out how to write 2019 on everything. Like, I don't know if you write checks out or anything like that, but you still got to remember like how to make, it was easy, you know, when you wanted to make the seven from 17, 18, but trying to make the 18 and 19 gets really tricky, right? Uh, you you got to make sure you remember how to do that. And uh, I just wanted to uh, say that we are kicking off a brand new series this morning called It Is Written that we're going to be working through all month long. And we're going to be taking a, a look at a couple different things. But I kind of, before I get into that, I want to challenge you uh, with something. And this is something that is part of the series as well. Uh, is This is something we do every January here at Discover Church. We kind of challenge everyone to join us and me and my wife have been doing this for several years, where take January and take 21 days in January to do a little bit of prayer and a little bit of fasting. And uh, before you get too worried about what that is, I'm going to explain it here in a little bit. But today's kind of the kickoff day for that for us and our family. We want to also invite you and your families to do this along with us for 21 days. So the next 21 days, take the opportunity and time to do prayer and fasting a little bit at every at every point during the day, okay? So that doesn't mean, sometimes I say the word fasting and people like panic, right? They freak out because that means you think you have to starve to death for 21 days. Guess what? You don't have to. That's good news, okay? There's good news. You don't have to starve to death because guess what? There's different types of fasting. And as you get ready to leave today, we have actually created a little 21-day prayer guide for you. And towards the back of this prayer guide, it gives you some different examples of fasting, some different types of fasting. So maybe you uh, are, say, okay, well, I want to participate in fasting, but you know, I don't know if I can do the whole day or anything like that. But maybe you say, oh, I'm going to fast a meal, right? Maybe maybe you pick breakfast or lunch or dinner or something like that. You're going you're gonna to fast a meal. And for others, you say, oh, I don't 
don't really know. I like to eat just a little too much. I'm not sure I'm ready to fast the whole meal. Well, then the good news is for you is you can take something maybe in your life and you can find something specific, okay? Listen, uh, don't try to fast Brussels sprouts, okay? Because if you don't like Brussels sprouts and you don't eat Brussels sprouts, it's not really fasting. It's just you being glad that you didn't have to eat Brussels sprouts for 21 days, all right? The goal of this is to find something in your life that you can willingly give up or sacrifice. Uh, Sometimes you can do it through uh, types of fast, like uh, Daniel fast maybe you've heard of, where you cut certain things out of your diet, so you kind of eat somewhat uh, normally, but you, you cut meats out, you cut, you, there's different things that you're going to put aside, then you, you, you do that. For others of you, maybe you don't need anything to do with food at all. Maybe, in fact, you need to take a social media fast. Maybe you need to see if you can sacrifice 21 days to stay off of Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, and some of you are like, I can't, I can't do it. I would die. I would stop existing if that was the case. But we wanted to challenge you with that. Take the fasting a little bit every day at some point. Find, kind of take some time today. Pray about it. Really seek it over. If you've got your spouse with you, talk it. Make it a family affair. Uh, that's what we tend to do in our house. We make it a family affair. Everybody kind of gets involved and we make sure that we do it and we understand why we're going to do it. So you're going to find that in the back of the prayer guide, it's going to give you some different examples of fasting. It's going to give you some different ideas maybe thrown out at you that you can kind of take and figure out what looks what it would look like for you and for your family. And while you do that, the goal is not just to sacrifice for yourself from eating or for whatever that thing is, but the real goal is to take the opportunity to spend some time in prayer allowing God to speak to you on the beginning part of this year and allowing him to speak to you through his word and allow him to say stuff to you and to shake some things up in your life. And the other bonus to this is, is guess what? When you do this, it's, it's going to help create a pattern in your life where your prayer life and your devotion, where you're going to spend some time in God's word, is going to grow a little bit over time. It's going to spend, you're going to spend 21 days kind of allowing that to set in. And if you'll take this challenge and you'll take the opportunity to spend the next 21 days in prayer and fasting with us, we at the end of that, on the last Sunday of the month, are going to break the fast together with communion here on Sunday morning. So I hope that you will take that and you'll consider that today. You can pray and kind of talk it over with uh, with your spouse, with your kids, and say, hey, what does this look like for us and what is it that we could do to get into God's word and make 2019 a great year and start it off really great. Now, 2019 is here, right? And we're maybe you're excited or maybe you're just kind of blase about it like it's just another year. But I think 2019 could really be the year for you. It could be the pinnacle year for you. This could be like the plateau that jumps you off onto the mountaintop that you can continually rise to, and it allows you to rise and grow and, and just achieve new and wonderful things. But guess what? I really don't think any of that can happen if we don't make sure that as we kick off this new year with resolutions and all the things that come along with it, right, that we don't take and spend a little bit of time focusing on God and his word and allowing ourselves to grow spiritually. Because how many of you know you are spiritual creatures? 
Do you, would you say, yeah, can I, uh, can I get a nod or a thumbs up or like, yeah, we're with you, man. Listen, you are spiritual creatures. You have a spirit to you. And in fact, really, your body is just something that you're currently occupying. But really, when it comes down to it, your spirit is what's going to live eternally. It's an eternal thing. So for us, why not take the opportunity here in 2019 and make sure that we're growing our spirit, drawing closer to God. If you have your Bibles with, me t- with you today, I want to encourage you. Uh, to open them. We're going to be looking primarily, not exclusively, to the book of John today. That is in the New Testament. And while we get started with that, I want to let you know that uh, if you uh, have a smartphone and you have not done this, one of the really great things that you can do for 21 days of prayer and fasting is make sure that you download the Bible app on your smartphone uh, I particularly uh, like the version app, but there are others out there, but it allows you to have the Word of God with you at all times. I love the fact that it can set me a daily reminder, so as soon as I uh, get my phone, as soon as I pick my phone, the first thing I see, the very first thing I see above Facebook notifications or emails or any of that kind of stuff, the very first thing I see is the Word of God, and that encourages me for the day, and I hope it would you as well. But if you have the book of John, we're going to be looking in John chapter 1. We're going to start off at the very beginning, and there it says in John 1, verse 1, it says this, in the beginning was the Word. And now for some of you, if you've never read this before, you're looking at this and saying, why is the word, word, capitalized? The word is capitalized because when it says this here in John chapter 1, that in the beginning the word It is talking about God. It is talking about who he is, and he is the word. And it says, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It says, he was with God in the beginning. Through uh, through him, all things are made. Without him, nothing was made, and nothing has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light for what? It was the light for all of mankind, and that light shines in the darkness and that what? The darkness has not overcome. I want to let you know today, whether it's through uh, your, your smartphone or maybe you even have one of these. This is uh, one of the Bibles that I use. You got this off the desk, didn't you, upstairs? This is one of the ones I use every single week. Uh, if you can see, I've got tabs stuck out of it a billion times over again. If you were to open it up, you would just see I've got highlights, I've got notes, I've got things written in it. This is uh, uh, my one of my Bibles. I have several, but this is one of the ones I use most frequently, and I hope in pray that you uh, are going to spend some time here in 2019 allowing this, the Word of God, to speak to your heart and to your mind because this is so important for us to understand that the Word, that this Word, this Word, uh, which it says here in the book of John, is not just pages of with ink on them, but that it is literally God, it's God spoke and men wrote down and and God allowed us to be able to carry this with us. And and as he spoke it over centuries that it's come together to become the word of God, that it can do something in our lives when we allow it to, when when we allow God to come in in his word and affect us. And, and listen, and the reason this is so important because we, we can find, again, if you look a little bit later in John chapter 1 in verse 14, it talks again about the capital W word. And in the capital W word here, it talks about the fact that the word became flesh 
And that might sound confusing until you read a little bit later in John and you find out what is this talking about. It's talking about Jesus, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And it says, we have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and full of truth. God and Jesus, through his words, have trying to tell us something when we read them and when we get into them and when we try to understand and devote some time to them. He wants us to understand what he's saying. And when we uh, can take and apply these principles in our lives, Jesus promises us something. And, and that's some of the things we're going to be talking about today and, and throughout this series of, of what are some of the things that are going to happen to us when we devote and dedicate ourselves to the word of God when we devote ourselves to what he says. Now listen, I am fully, fully aware that for a lot of people, and maybe you're sitting here and you're one of these people, that when you read this, whether it's in written form or you're on your iPad or or maybe sometimes you listen to people talk about it, you don't get it. You don't understand. And it's one of those things that's really frustrating, isn't it? Like it's frustrating to me. Listen, I'm the pastor, okay? And sometimes I read stuff and I'm just, I don't get this. Like it doesn't make sense to me. And other times you, 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 you can go through and you can read it and you can get a little bit out of it and you can understand it, but sometimes we find that, uh, that the Bible can be difficult for us to understand and, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today and why that is and, and how we can improve that. And so we're going to go over a, a few things today. If you're going to be taking notes, if, uh, I, I encourage you to on the back of your worship guide. There's a space for it. Uh, if not, I encourage you to jot something down on your phone, send a text message to yourself or an email to yourself if you need to because I really think that if you'll take the uh, if we take some time today we can understand just how the word of God can affect us when we allow ourselves to be kind of immersed into it because here's what we need to understand that these pages are not just ink and they're not just uh, black and red letters they're, they're, they're not just put together in a nice binding but but this is a, a word that is alive that has meaning and it has purpose to it and when we allow it to come into our lives God is going to speak into your life and he's going to speak love and he's going to speak life and he's going to speak peace to the anxiety and the frustration when you don't understand why things are happening or what's going on when your world feels upside down whether it does right now or it's going to in a week or a month month later, whenever it, whenever it happens this year, because 2019 is going to probably bring you some bad stuff, right? Because 2018 wasn't all that great. You know, it, it's going to bring you some, some bad stuff in the midst of it. But when you can accept the fact that this is a living word of God, that when we stand on it, we're going to be allowed to stand on the promises that God and that Jesus gave us through his word. Today, uh, in John, it says this, uh, in chapter 6, verse 63, It says that the spirit gives life. It says the flesh counts as nothing. It says the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. This is Jesus saying this. He says the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And one of the things that we can read this scripture and maybe even not quite understand exactly what Jesus is trying to say when he's, when he's talking about this here, because the words I've spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Well, we get the life part, but we don't get the spirit part. And, and, and when we take, and this is one of the problems with Eng, the English language, okay? Uh, I'm not very good at the English language. I want to first say that. I'm not. My wife has to basically spell check every single thing I send out because I'm guaranteed 
I've spelled something wrong. There's grammatical errors. Uh, Scott would tell you this. Scott is all the time sending me a message. He's like, hey, did you mean this? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. The English language, right, is, is somewhat complicated in itself for some people, but here's what we also understand, that the English language doesn't always have the words properly to describe certain things. And this is one of those instances where when you read John 6, 23, and it talks about the fact that Jesus says, I have spoken the words to you in the spirit, and they are spirit, and they are life. The spirit is actually in the Greek, it's pneuma, which really means not the spirit, like the translators, when they were trying to translate this out, they had to do that because we didn't really understand if they put the real word because the real word that technically the closest thing would be like the breath of God, like God's breath. And when you would read that, uh, you were like, that, that doesn't make any sense on why. But it's because we need to understand that there is different types of words. Wouldn't you agree that there's different types of words? But the two different types of words I'm talking about today is the fact that there is uh, the written word, right? There's actually words we can all write or we can type. But then when it comes to God, there is his word. And his word is not ink and paper, but it's breath, it's life. There's more to it. There's, it's deeper. There's so much deeper meaning in it than just the words on a page. But it's, it's deep. It's, it's breath. It's life. It's power. It's authority. And it all comes out. So when Jesus is saying this, he says, listen, I, I've spoken words to you, but I, I, I haven't just given you words. I've given you life. I've given you power and authority and purpose I've given all this to you. And we understand in Hebrews it says this, Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is what? It's alive, it's living, it's active. The word of God is living and active and it's what? It's sharper than a double-edged sword. Listen, a double-edged sword, it it, it can cut open and it can do surgery on you. It can take stuff out. It can can change things about you. It, It penetrates even to the dividing, the soul and the spirit. And it, it, it basically, that's the words of saying uh, in the Curtis Jones version, it will mess you up, okay? It, it will come in. It'll mess everything up. It'll change you. And it says, it, the joints and the marrow, it says it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And it's not talking about the just ink on a page. It's talking about the word of God. It's talking about the word so how then, you, you're probably saying, okay, so I get it. Uh, I, I'm starting to understand that the word is not just words, but it's not just the word. It, 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 there's more to it. But how do, I, how do I get more out? How do I get more out? Well, if you're taking notes, here's, here's kind of the, the first point that I want you to understand is this, is that faith activates the word. Faith activates activates the word. So in other words, you need to have faith in order for the word to actually kind of mean something. Like you have to have that starting point because if not, if you don't have the faith in it, if you don't understand that this book is more than just stories, then if you don't have that faith, it's going to be just stories. It's just going to be a nice beginning and an ending to something. It's going to just be this thing. But the fact is that faith causes it to come alive. It it activates it in our soul. And we can find this in Hebrews. It says this. It says, for we have also, and this is Paul, we have also uh, had the gospel preached to us. 
right? Many of us, we've had the gospel preached to us just as they did. It says, but the message they heard was of no value. And why was the message of no value? The message was not of any value because the preaching was bad or the, the message was bad, but it was because those who heard it did what? They did not combine it with faith. They hear it, but they don't hear it. Some of you, you whether it's this week or in past weeks, you've come and, and you've probably heard a message and you're like, man, Pastor Curtis is on point today. And some of you are like, I just didn't get it. Like it just, because guess what? We can hear things, but sometimes we don't hear it. We don't get it. We don't grasp it. But faith allows us to do that. It allows, it's that active ingredient in our life. Now, some of you say, well, that's what I really struggle with. Though. So if I struggle with faith, like what then? Well, here's the next part. To, to get kind of the faith in, in work, we have to have revelation, Revelation switches on our faith. Revelation switches on our faith. Or in other words, revelation is when you go, aha, ah, oh, I get it now. You know what I mean? It's so you hear the joke and it takes 30 seconds for you to get the punchline and you start, then you start laughing, right? I get it now. Like, I got it. Like, it came through. The, the wire's all connected and everything's fired. Revelation switches on our faith. Revelation is when we have the opportunity, when we read the word of God, and when, it, when, when all of a sudden, when sparks start to fly and things start getting connected, and when you hear that song in the morning, right? That song on, on whatever Christian radio station you're living into, listening to, and then later in the day, you see a bumper sticker that has the same like versed message that was that, and then all of a sudden later that night, you and then all of a sudden, like it clicks you, you Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, I get it. God, you're trying to say something to me here today. Like, I get it. Like, like those moments where all of a sudden things start clicking, and then guess what? When those moments happen, all of a sudden your faith gets built up. And when our faith gets built up, then we can activate and understand the Word of God even better and even deeper. See, we have to understand that in, in Greek there is actually two words for the word word. Try saying that. That's like a that's like a tongue twister. There's two words for the word word in Greek. The first one is this, it's logos. Logos is basically written or in some cases a spoken word, right? It, it's it's when we, we we see things that are spoken or written down. That is that is word, right? But there's also rhema, which is basically when the word is revealed to us. And for us, we have to understand that sometimes we see the word, but it's not always revealed. It's not always put into action. And I want to give you a really quick, practical example of what this is. We just came through it. It's Christmas. If you read in the beginning of Luke chapter 1, we have Mary. And in Mary, we find that she's this young girl who's been visited by an angel. She has her, oh, you know what I mean? She has the angel. He comes and he's telling her uh, that, hey, guess what? I want to let you know you're going to be pregnant. And she says, uh-uh, nah-uh, you can't, that, that's not even possible because I, I'm, I'm still a virgin. That's not even possible. How, and, and if you read in Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 34, she asks this question. She says, how will this be? How can this be? This is impossible. It's not something that can happen. See, she's heard the word, but she hasn't experienced the revelation from it. 
But if you continue on with her, uh, Mary asked the angel, he says, since I'm a virgin, and the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And it says, so the Holy One will be born and will be called the Son of God. And then he says this, he continues on, he says, guess what, for no word, and that's not when he's not talking about the written word, he's not talking about uh, like something, take a, hey Mary, take a note. He said for no words, for no revelation, for nothing that God says, whenever he says something, it has to happen, right? For no word of God will ever fail. This is when she experiences her aha moment. This is when she starts to understand the connection between what is being said to her and what is being really said to her, that she understands what God is saying. And it says, uh, the angel says this, uh, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, and it says, may your word to me be fulfilled. And then guess what? After she had her aha moment, the angel left her. So here, now you're saying, okay, so, so I, uh, we got to have faith to activate the word. We need to have revelation to get to the faith. But how do I get to the revelation? I am so glad that you took the time to ask, how do you get there? Because here's how we find the next point to get to the revelation. And this is going to be one that's, that's challenging for, more pe- for some people and easier for others. Then that is this, meditation triggers revelation. Meditation triggers revelation. And the reason that I say meditation triggers revelation is because when we take time to slow down, to pause, to not be in like a, okay, I know I'm supposed to read my Bible, so guess what? I'm going to spend five minutes. That's all I've got. I'm going to spend five minutes real quick. Okay, I read that chapter. I'm good. Okay, I spent time today. Well, guess what? We, we might have read it. But guess what we did? We, we, we didn't receive it. Because what we need to do is we need to be able to take time to really meditate on what God's word says. We need to be able to take time to slow down, to understand it, and to really think and, and to, to kind of go over it and over it. It says this in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. It says, do not let the book of law depart from your mouth. It says what? To meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. It says, and then you will be prosperous and successful. We read that, we want the prosperous and the successful, but the problem is, is that in order to get to that part of it, you gotta first go through the beginning of the meditation, day and night, you gotta spend the time on it. And I, I thought about this, uh, anybody got an animal at home? Anybody got an animal? You got maybe a dog or a cat or something like that, or maybe you've got more. Maybe you've got like a hundred thousand chickens. You know what I mean? I don't know. You've got some animals at home uh, where you you have to take the time, right? Now we have a dog. He, we've got a chocolate lab. His name's Bubba. Uh, Bubba kind of, if he could talk, we say he would have the voice of Eeyore. Uh, and, and and Bubba though, he he knows obviously when we're eating. And he just wants to take that opportunity to let you know that he knows that you're reading. You know what I mean? He, he just went, I'm here, man, just, just in case you need me. I'm here. I'm your guy. Well, if you take the opportunity and you give Bubba, uh, you know, a, a piece of steak or something like that, it doesn't really matter how small or how big. I never cease to amaze me how he does this. He, you give it to him, and, and basically he just goes, oh, gone. No chewing. 
No savoring, nothing. It's just in, it's down, it's gone. And he says, got any more? Right? That, that's what it is. Now, we also at our house, we have goats. And, and we also have a horse. We have a horse named Bunny. It's a long story. It's weird. I don't know. We have a horse named Bunny. It's strange. Uh, but we have goats. And uh, one of the things that we do, uh, we practice a zero waste at our house, which means basically that if we have scrap food, uh, the goats and the horse uh, eat it. And yes, they, they horse, uh, the horse and the goats, they love basically every type of scrap food there is. They don't care. One of my funniest, absolute best moments in owning livestock came a few years ago when for some reason we had like a pork chop that was left over and we gave it out into the field with the animals and this one goat picks his pork chop up. Now remember, goats don't typically eat meat. They're, they, they're, they're, you know, they eat grass. So they don't have sharp teeth. So they, they don't have any way to like really rip anything apart. You know what I mean? They can't just, if they, you stuck your finger out, they, they can't rip your finger off from you. You know what I mean? They're just going to like just not nibble on it and gnaw on it for a while. Well, as this goat has this pork chop, what's he doing? He just works it back and forth like a corn cob, just back and forth, just gnawing on it and gnawing on it and gnawing on it, thinking it is the greatest thing he's ever had. He don't know what it is, but he's just bringing it back and forth until finally it takes him a couple minutes, but he eats it all. He was allowed to savor that. Now, if that was the dog, he would, the dog would have had it gone in two bites saying, what, what else you got, man? Come on, I'm, I'm starving here. You ever been, uh, maybe you've ever seen cows, and you, you know what cows do? Cows have this really, uh, kind of, I hope you're going to go to breakfast after this, because this is going to be a great story uh, for you to tell over breakfast to, to the, your next door neighbor there. But a, a cow, when they eat, they, they eat, right, and they get the grass in their mouth, and they chew it, and they chew it, and they chew it. Then, then what they'll, they'll, they'll like they'll swallow it partially, then they, then they kind of regurgitate it back up, and then they chew it and then they chew it, and then they chew it, and, and, and they go through this process, right? But guess what? That's literally what we're supposed to do with the Word of God. We're not supposed to read it and just it, it, take it in real quick and think it's over, but we're supposed to actually take the time to really let it marinate with us. We're allowed to let it, let it sit there, you know what I mean? And allow us to understand and, and that's why we have small groups. We have small groups not because we just like to do stuff. No, we have small groups so we can get together so that we can talk, so we can we can talk about what God's doing in our lives and, and if you have questions, we can understand each other and get to know each other better. You know, when we do all this, this is how we get a, a life that's built on his word and and this is, what Matthew, or this is what Jesus said in Matthew. Jesus says uh, in Matthew 7, 24, he says, These words I speak to you are not uh, incidental additions to your life. He says, this is not the homeowner's improvements thing. This is not what I want you to do uh, to your standard of living. He says, but these are foundational words to do what? To build your life on. It says, if you uh, work these words into your life, you are like the smart carpenter, and think of yourself as the smart carpenter. You want to think of yourself as the smart carpenter, right? What's the smart carpenter do? He builds his house on the rock. He builds his house on a firm foundation so that when 2019 comes and, they, and he gets rocked by it, guess what? He can still stand. He can still do that. 
So, but when bad days come and all this other stuff happens to you, like, how do you do this? So we've talked about, we've talked about the faith and the revelation, you know, we've talked about the meditation, but what do we do as far as the actual word of God? I want to give you a couple quick points and then we're going to wrap up for the morning. And the first one is this, and this is so key, and I I hope that you're at this place in your life where you can say this, okay? The first one is this, that we have to take and we have to make sure that we accept the authority of the Word of God. We have to accept the authority of the Word of God. You have to not just like say, yes, it's a book, it's a good book that has some some cool things or had a great teacher in it, but you have to really accept the authority of the Word of God. And, And listen, you can't expect real life change until you do that. You don't get to say that you want to keep part of it or this or that, or that but you have to accept it as the word of God as the authority. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, it says, We also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, what did you do? You accepted it, not as the word of men, but what it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe the second thing is this, and this is really key. So if you, maybe you say, okay, I can accept that that's the word of God, but, but here's the next part then, is that we actually have to incorporate its truths into our lives. We have to do that. Now, many of you have taken the time over the past year that you've maybe been at Discover Church, maybe you started to put some of these things into practice uh, about your relationships, about money, what, you, what it says about your money, how to raise your children, what you should do, and how you should love people. You've started doing that. But guess what? For us, we've we got to make sure that we're doing that multiple ways. Like the fact that we need to listen to God's word. And and I don't only mean on Sunday mornings. Yes, listen, we'd love to have you here on Sunday mornings. Don't worry, we're going to be here. And I want to make sure that we can take and understand that it's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just a Sunday thing for us. But but it's something that we have to, to listen and get into all the time. I encourage people who, who want to tell me, listen, I, I would love to read the Bible, but I just don't have the time. How much time, this is Sussex County, okay? How much time do you spend in the car? I guarantee you it's more than five minutes. I guarantee you, because there ain't nothing around here is five minutes away. You got to spend 30 minutes just to get down the road half time. So listen, take the opportunity. If you download one of those Bible apps, you know one of the things I love about the Bible apps is the fact they will read you the Bible. It will read it to you. It will just literally just go over. And listen, I get, there's like the bagots and there's the whole family history tree stuff that sometimes you get into, you get bogged down into. Listen, I understand there's some hard stuff, but guess what? There's some really great stuff in there. I actually was joking earlier today with one of the, uh, our students from uh, 302 Student Ministries, and he was uh, being funny the other day when uh, they'd stopped over uh, at uh, my parents' house, and he was joking about how different I looked uh, when I graduated high school uh yeah it's hard to believe I look different huh but no how different I looked and and one of his comments was was boy he had so much hair you look so different see he hasn't got to the point or maybe he forgot about that portion in the bible where people made fun of Elijah because he didn't have any hair and they got mauled by bears that's in there man I mean you got to know those stories like you got to have that in your back pocket when you're balding when you're a balding guy you got to have that ready okay 
You got to have it. That's what happens, you know, when you, when you listen and you, uh, and the next one there is reading God's word, is spending the time reading God's word. We know that Jesus said this. He says, it is written that man should what? He should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I want to encourage you today, I've talked, I know, about downloading the, the Bible app, but I also want to let you know, if you do not have a paper version, we, I want to encourage you to have a paper version. In fact, we have them here. We'll give them to you for free. We won't charge you anything for it because guess what? We want you to have the Word of God. Guess what? If you have a student back there in kids' ministry or if you have a, a student in youth group, guess what? We want them to have a Bible. We have Bibles. We will give to you. We have them based on different ages so that we can make sure that you have the opportunity to read and to get into and to understand. And we need to think of, of, of getting into the Word of God in 2019 while we do this prayer and fasting and beyond. We need to really think about it like eating. That's why Jesus said it's not, we don't live on bread alone, but, but on the Word of God itself. So I, I really encourage you, uh, Psalms 119, this is a great uh, verse that if you ever went to VBS or, or Sunday school, you probably uh, were taught to kind of memorize this. It says this, I've hidden your word in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you so I can carry your word with me everywhere I go. And the very last one that we're going to talk about this morning that I want you to, 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 to understand and to grasp about incorporating the truths of God is that it's not enough to listen, it's not enough to read, but you actually have to apply the principles that it talks about. You actually have to take time, you actually have to do it. And listen, it is a little bit of work. I'm not gonna lie, it is work. But I promise you, I guarantee it, I stake everything I have on this, is that when you take the opportunity to apply the principles that you find in this book, when you understand and you, you put into practice the things that Jesus says, that Jesus taught, I guarantee you the work that you have to go through will weigh, it will be so diminished to the joy and the peace that you have, the love that you can have for other people when you accept it, when you, when you, when you allow it to come in and permeate through your life, when you allow it to soak all the way in. As we get ready to close today and the, the worship team comes out, would you stand with me this morning? I want to give you the opportunity today, and we do this almost every single Sunday, I want to give you the opportunity today to, to spend a few moments as we close allowing God, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to move in your life today. We've worshiped, we've, we've, we've had the opportunity to hear about God's word, but now comes the practical application part. The practical application part is this, will you today, will you, will you take the opportunity to pray and ask God what he wants for you, to, what he wants you to do with this 21 days of prayer and fasting? What, what is a way that you can participate? What, which way can you allow God to, to speak and to move in your life through, for the next 21 days? And, and maybe you're saying, I don't know if I can do that because there's other stuff that you've talked about today. There's, there's things that I don't understand with God. But listen, if we can just take take some of that work and allow it to come into your life where we meditate on God's word, where we get the revelation, where 
it activates our faith and we allow God to move the way he, he wants to. He wants to move. He's, he's literally standing there right with you every step of the way just saying, please, the hurt that you feel and the, 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 the tough time that you're going through, the loss and the pain that you're feeling, guess what? I want to be there to take that away. I want to do something about it, but I can't do that if you don't allow me to come in. Would you pray with me today? And, and when I say pray with me, I, I really don't mean pray with me and you listen to me pray. I, I want to ask if you would pray. Would you pray to God today? Would you ask him to speak to your heart today? Would you ask him to minister to you today as we begin 2019, as we get ready to kick off this year and allow God to speak and to minister to you and allow you to make the commitment that you're going to draw closer to him this year? Would you make that dangerous prayer today? Would you be able to take that opportunity? Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you so very much for this day, Father God, that you've allowed us to get up out of bed this morning, that you've brought us into this place, Father God, today. Lord God, that we can listen to your word and we can worship together this morning, Father God. And Lord, that, that this word that we're talking about is not just uh, words on a page. It's not just an app on our phone. It, it's not just something that we read from time to time. But Father God, it is the living word that can activate the very thing inside of us, Father God. Lord, it, it can activate the thing inside of us to draw us closer to you, Father God, so that we can have the love for the person that we said there's no way, there's no way for us to love. There's no way I can forgive that person. There's no way I can overcome this pain. There's no way I can do that. But Father God, when we allow your word to come in and soak all the way through our lives, Father God, that we can release it, that we can find your love and your peace. We can find our purpose in you, Father God. We can realize that we were not born, that we were not put on this earth just to wake up and go to work, to come home and do the same thing the next day. But Lord, that there's so much more to it. And Father God, right now I pray if there's anyone in this place that has not taken the time to have that relationship, that personal relationship with you. They have not taken the time to accept your authority in their life, Father God. I pray right now that you would speak to them and let them know they are loved. That through all of our past mistakes, through every sin and every mistake, every wrong thing we've ever done, that there is forgiveness. We just have to say it. We have to call it out to you. Father God, forgive us. Forgive me, Father, for my sin. For all the things I've done wrong, all the times when I've screwed up and I knew I screwed up, for all the thoughts that I shouldn't have had, for all the things I shouldn't have said, for all the actions I shouldn't have done, forgive me, Father God, and allow me now to turn from that. Allow me to turn from that and follow after your word and what it says in Scripture and the teachings of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory today, in Jesus' name, amen. Would you sing with us today as we get ready to close out as we worship?